Podcast Answer Man, episode number 59. This show is sponsored by AG Design. Need a new website, logo, or artwork for your podcast? Visit com slash podcast today. For a 20% discount, be sure to mention the Podcast Answer Man. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. So glad to be back. I want to welcome all the new listeners out there who are listening for the very first time or maybe the second time as a result of uh, me having the opportunity to meet you at PodCamp NYC. Oh, my goodness. I had such a wonderful time. I cannot even explain to you the awesomeness of PodCamp NYC Because not only was there the great uh, social networking and getting to meet new people who have similar mindsets in the field of podcasting and new media and people who have whole different perspectives on the whole idea of podcasting new media that gives you great inspiration for new ideas and directions to go in. Not only did I have all the awesomeness that goes with PodCamp that I have been telling you guys about for so long. I also got to experience the city of New York City, the city for the very first time. I was loving it. And and what what was the most amazing to me is the fact that my favorite thing about New York City was the subway. I enjoyed riding in the subway. I enjoyed staying with a great friend, Chef Mark Tafoya from over at Culinary Media Network. Chef Mark, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for allowing us to stay at your place and to, to, to just really making us feel at home in the city. It was amazing just, just how much fun and excitement and how much energy there is in the city. I could definitely see why people would want to live there. And uh, just just amazing. And so thank you again, Chef Mark. It was awesome. Anyway, today I want to come to you with a really quick episode uh, with some answers to some questions that I got via voicemail, email, and uh, other different conversations that have been happening with folks. And I thought that, you know, there's enough content here with just these few little things that would make an excellent episode of the Podcast Answer Man. So here's what I want to share with you. First thing was a question that came in from one of our GSPN.TV Plus members. He says, uh, this is from Seth. And Seth says, hey, no rush in answering this, especially when you've got uh, paying customers to attend to and your own content to produce. However, my my podcast is nearing completion, which congratulations, by the way. I cannot wait to hear about it. Um, One thing that's missing, though, is a button that I can insert into my WordPress sidebar that allows uh, viewers to easily subscribe to the podcast via iTunes. I was just wondering if you knew of a widget or some other easy way of doing this. That is an excellent question, one that's pretty uh, basic, but it's one that most people might overlook and not understand. First of all, I want to say that as far as a widget is concerned, I wouldn't go that route. It's as simple as maybe using some uh, basic HTML hyperlinking of an image. So if you go to gspn.tv, or better yet, if if you even want to go to podcastanswerman.com, which is what I'm doing right now, I'm just going to go ahead and go to podcastanswerman.com. That's going to automatically forward you right now to cliffravenscraft.com which I'm thinking about switching that over to podcastanswerman.com, but that's neither here nor there. And actually, it does kind of tie in. It does Well, you know what? It does tie into another question that's coming up later. So we'll get into that. So anyway, podcastanswerman.com. It'll forward you to my personal blog for the uh, Podcast Answer Man show that I do. 
And what you will see there is you will see subscribe with iTunes and subscribe with RSS on the left-hand side in my sidebar. All I did was is to have those images uploaded to my website so that really, in essence, if you have Firefox, you can do this real easily. I don't know of any quick and easy way to do this with... Um, with Internet Explorer, but if you have Firefox, you can highlight right over where it says subscribe with iTunes, right click on that and click view image. And what that does is it takes you and it says this is uh, this image, here it is, it shows you the image and then it shows you that that's located at http colon slash slash cliffravenscraft.com slash wp slash or dash content slash uploads slash 2007 slash 12 slash uh, iTunes.png. So the name of that file is iTunes.png. And basically, all I did was say, okay, I need to create an image tag. Uh, if you're not familiar with the basics of, uh, of, of HTML and how to create an image tag and a hyperlink tag, well, you may need to go back and look at some of that. Or you can, I mean, if you're using WordPress, uh, which I believe you are, um, if you're using WordPress, you can simply go ahead and get the, you can upload your image, get the URL of your image, and then click on the IMG button in your post. So go ahead and just click uh, on the right tab as though you're getting ready to create a new uh, post. And so basically what you want to do is say, okay, you click on the image button and it'll pull up and say, okay, where's the URL of this image? And so you paste that in, and then all of a sudden, now you have uh, the code inserted. It should be like um, the less than sig- symbol with IMG and, and then some coding. And, the, and it'll basically have a tag for an image. So if you were to actually save or post that, in essence, what you would have if in that post is just a, a, just a, a picture in your post of that image. It should just pull right up right, at, right there in your post. However, now what you do is is in the WordPress or in your blogging software, whatever you're using, you take that image tag, that HTML coding for that tag, and you highlight the entire code all the way from the less than symbol all the way over to the other edge. And, and once you have all of that highlighted, then you want to click the link button up there. So basically what you're going to do is you're going to make a hyperlink of that image. So anytime somebody clicks on that image, it's going to go to a certain website. And in WordPress, you just type in, I think it's a URL. Let me just check to make sure real quick. I'm going to wp-admin, signing in, just make sure that I get my stuff there correct. Now I know in Blogger and some other places, it's a picture of a like a chain link. So you, you, it, it would be the same thing. But in uh, WordPress, it says link in the uh, coding, or if you're using the WYSIWYG or what you see is what you get, it might be a picture of a, of a chain link as well. Anyway, so once you have the image tag in there, you highlight the entire image tag or the image tag code, and then you click on your link button, and it'll ask you, okay, what's the URL that you want to link to? And that's where you put the website address for your iTunes music store page. Now, if you need to know how to get to your, you don't know what your iTunes music store page is, so uh, there, there's two easy ways to get it. Number one, if you've just recently submitted your, your feed to iTunes and you're now listed in the music store, you'll get an email once you've been approved, and it'll give you a link 
to your, um, it'll tell you what the website link is, the URL to your iTunes page. And so if I highlight over top of uh, my subscribe to iTunes, it is, it's gonna it's gonna say something like HTTP colon slash slash, and it's like phobos.apple.com slash West, uh, web objects slash mzstore.com. It keeps going on and on, and then it enter. Then it ends with the ID number that references your ID in iTunes. So, basically, that that's all you do. You you take that URL and you paste that into this link code box that's pulled up when you click the link. And then you click OK, and then it insert, inserts um, a hyperlink or an H reference tag coding in there that says, "Okay, now if you hit save and you look at the post that you're playing around with, you will notice a, the image, the same image that you saw before. But now if you click on it, it becomes a link. It is a link to the music store page." Let's just say that perhaps you can't find that email where they emailed you and said that your your music store pages is um, is now available. Well, all you have to do is go to the iTunes Music Store and do a search for your podcast. And once, you, as long as you can find your your podcast now easily in the music store, then you're good to go. Now, let me just tell you one thing, and it's not something to get overly upset about. Let's just say for a second that you did get a notification that your podcast is approved and you are now in the iTunes Store. Well, let's, if you go in and do a search for your podcast using the keywords or the name of your show and it doesn't pull up, that's nothing to be worried about. It sometimes can take an extra two or three days before you, you start to be able to be searched in the actual search directory. But let's just say you're there and you go in, you know that you're in the iTunes Music Store. All you have to do is go to your podcast page and, and once you're there, you'll see the name of your podcast and on the left-hand side, you'll see your album artwork. All you do is right-click or hit Control-click on the Mac if you have a Mac. And once you right-click, it'll actually say Copy iTunes Store URL. Just go ahead and click that, and it pastes, it takes the URL of your iTunes page and puts it in your, in your, um, uh, your oh gosh, what's the name of that thing called now? Uh, it, it puts it in your clipboard. Uh, so that you can actually go anywhere else and then hit control P or right click P and it'll all of a sudden it'll start pasting that there. And so in essence, what you can do is is there are those two ways to get the iTunes URL. And all you're doing to create this this image tag is to put the is to go ahead and put the image into a post and and then create the tag for an image, highlight that and make that entire image a link to the URL of your music store. And then you are, are able to take all of that code and in WordPress, you should be able to create in, in your widgets, you should be able to uh, create a text widget and just paste that in. And then all of a sudden that image with the link to your iTunes page is there in your sidebar. If that seemed a little bit over your head, just so you know, I'm I'm doing webinars all the time now. I'm going to be doing more and more webinars as as the days go forward. Email me and tell me that you want a webinar on how to 
do the basics of podcasting and WordPress management and and we'll go ahead and schedule that and we'll start promoting that that webinar. And so in essence, as I move forward with these webinars, you tell me what, what webinar you're interested in and I'll create a webinar for it and we'll see if other people will be interested in joining that webinar as well. So just email me at cliff at gspn.tv. But that's how you do that. One other thing I can tell you about iTunes subscribe buttons, that's how you make a subscribe button where it goes to iTunes. The other thing you can do is make it to where it's a one-click subscription. And so instead of making the hyperlink go to that phobos.whatever.com and then all the way all out to your username or your user ID in Apple, you can make it so that when somebody clicks on that iTunes image, it will automatically open iTunes and it will um, it, it will automatically I'm sorry, I was looking at the chat room. Some folks are having some problem loading the audio and talk show, but uh, hopefully they'll be able to just re reload the system and get in. Some other people are able to hear. So uh, I hope they can get that worked out. But anyway, what I was saying though is that you can actually make it to where if they click on the iTunes image, they will it will automatically open iTunes and will automatically subscribe them to your podcast and it will automatically start downloading the most recent episode by default. So it makes it real simple, real easy. They don't have to do anything other than click on that one button. So really nice. It, it, just so you know. And how you do that is real simple. Typically, you would make a link like for the RSS feed. You know, subscribe via RSS. You might put a link that says HTTP colon slash slash feeds dot feedburner dot com slash uh, let's say PAM for Podcast Answer Man. Uh, well, if that's the the feed for your address for your RSS feed, then what you would do is almost exactly the same thing. You would say, okay, take, let's go ahead and take the iTunes image and say, let's hyperlink this. But instead of doing HTTP colon slash slash feeds dot feedburner dot com slash PAM, you would actually change the HTTP to say ITPC. So if you can think of iTunes protocol, I mean, I know protocol is not two words, but that's the way I remember, ITPC. So if you take your image, um, basically all you have to do is go ITPC colon slash slash feeds.feedburner.com slash PAM. Then what you do is you, you save that hyperlink and when people click on the subscribe button, it will automatically just open up the podcasting section of iTunes and subscribe to it, and boom, you're good to go. Now, why is it that I have, if, if, if it's that easy to subscribe in iTunes by just doing the one click and using ITPC and the feed instead of the Phobos HTTP, HTTP, the hypertext protocol, all the way out to uh, the music store, why, why is it that I choose to go the extra step? Well, the reason why is because if they go to the music store and they subs- hit the subscribe button in iTunes, then iTunes has a record of that subscription and so that they know that your show is being subscribed to. One of my favorite features is not necessarily the whole un- understanding of you know the top 10 list because that is so messed up in iTunes. But one of the things that, that is really interesting about so about allowing iTunes to register your subscription 
if you have subscribed to other podcasts, I love it where it says, you know, hey, listeners who have subscribed to this podcast have also subscribed to this podcast and this podcast and this podcast. And it gives like five other podcasts. And so what's neat is as people are subscribing to your show, maybe five other shows that they've have been uh, subscribed to recently will you will show up and saying hey you like this um, let's just say you like this Club Disney Channel podcast well guess what people who have subscribed to Club Disney have also subscri- subscribed to and your podcast such as gspn.tv Hannah Montana fan podcast might be listed on their page very good cross promotion and more so than getting ranked as a top 10 podcast or anything like that. The the cross promotion of also subscribe to this show is is very good. And so that's why I su- suggest if you're going to have a subscribe to iTunes button, go ahead and and point that button to your music store page. But again, if 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 hopefully everything I've said will answer that question for you. You'll see the benefits of having the the um going to the music store versus the one click you know, just click here and it opens up iTunes and it starts downloading. So, you know, for some people, you know what, they may not care about that other stuff and they just want to do the ITPC and boom, immediately you're you're subscribed and you don't want to put any any kind of barriers or any walls that they have to go through or over uh, to, to subscribe to your content. You just want to make sure that if they hit that button, boom, they're subscribed. So ITPC colon slash slash in the feed may be what you want to use on your iTunes button, but now at least you have two options. Alrighty, and then um, let's see here. I'll, I'll go ahead and take some questions in the chat room. And by the way, anybody who's in the chat room here at TalkShoe.com, um, feel free to go ahead and call in any of your questions. And, and I'll take them in the chat room here as I can uh, kind of uh, pay attention to what's going on in the chat room, but feel free to dial in as well. But let's go ahead and take a question in the chat room right now. It says, um, let's see here. Cliff, what do you use to build your feeds? Uh, WordPress. Uh, And so the question to that is I use WordPress uh, to do all my podcasting. Any podcast that I produce is going to be powered by WordPress. And it's going to be on my own installation uh, not powered at WordPress.com or any of the other places where you can get a free WordPress ins- installation. Now, I say for hobbyists, it's completely fine to go with the, the free route. In fact, if you want, you could even participate in a webinar that I'd, I've been doing recently that talks about how you can do everything from scratch and have all of it be for free. But anyway, the thing is, is that I prefer having my own uh, WordPress installation. There's a lot more tweaking and a lot of lot more... Uh, things I can do to manage it, make it do exactly what I want to do. And so I do use WordPress. Now with WordPress, what's nice about WordPress is you can set up different categories. And every category in WordPress has the ability to have its own feed or its own RSS feed. And so what I do, if you go to gspn.tv, you'll see that I currently have about 17 podcasts that I produce from that one WordPress installation. And I do that by setting each podcast that I produced up as its own category. So if you go to gspn.tv slash category slash weekly lost podcast, for instance, you'll be taken to all the entries for the weekly lost podcast. It'll show up every episode in order. 
And then if you just put slash feed at the end of that, you'll see that that has an RSS feed associated to it, which is just, it just, it's only the RSS feed for that one category. I take all of the feeds that are produced by WordPress and I use feedburner.com to make them iTunes compatible and to also to go in and change the description and then in the name of each of the podcasts that'll show up in the iTunes directory and in all the other various directories and podcatchers when they subscribe to it. So there's a little bit more involved in it to it and that and again um, I'm I'm looking for the opportunity of doing a um, how to manage your pod, you know, the reasons, you know, the, the benefits of managing your pro- podcast on your own installation of WordPress webinar. I would love to do that. If anybody's interested in signing up for that webinar, please email me at cliff at gspn.tv. We'll set that webinar up and, and we'll do it and go through all the steps and all the reasons why I do it and how I do it. Uh, so the, the, that was that question was from SEO Wrench, and he also asked, "What plugin are you using for WordPress, and are you on WordPress 2.5?" Um, so good questions. I did upgrade two of my podcasts to WordPress 2.5. Um, I do like the new interface; it's different. Um, however, there are still seven other installations that I have not upgraded to WordPress 2.5. Um, chances are I'll, I'll get around to upgrading them all. I do like the new features uh, or the new look and feel of WordPress 2.5, but there's nothing there that, that I didn't have before that makes me say, oh, I've got to upgrade them all. So it doesn't matter to me one way or the other. What plugins do I use? The, the one plugin that I definitely use for WordPress is Audio Player. It's the Flash Player that you see on all of my podcasts. So when you click on the little red play button or whatever color it happens to be on whatever page you're visiting that I run for a podcast, then you'll see that that is, it, you know, it kind of folds out or it expands out and starts playing the file. That is f- from a plugin called Audio Player. And if I go here and click Audio Player plugin and I put that into Word or into Google, uh, it's the very first result that's not a sponsored link. It says one pixel out audio player WordPress plugin. And you can find that at one pixel out.net. And uh, so that's where that's the one plugin that I think every podcaster should have. There are some other plugins that I have, and, and again, I would cover all of those in 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 a in a session for WordPress for podcasters. But um Let's see here. Some other questions are for Tony. Tony asks, do you record all your podcasts using TalkShoe? Uh, no. In fact, um, most of my podcasts are done outside of TalkShoe. However, right now, today's the 30th of the month, and I'll be honest with you guys. Uh, I do make money from TalkShoe, from hosting live shows here. And this month, we did not do nearly as many live shows as we normally do. Uh, we had a couple weeks where there was no lost episodes, and then this weekend when everything came back, uh, we were in New York City, so our live participation numbers are way down, and our download numbers, however, are still extremely high, and to get the maximum payout for TalkShoe uh, hosts to make money on TalkShoe, you have to have, um, to get full payout for your ep- for your download numbers uh, with TalkShoe, you have to have 1% of your downloads have to have a live 
participant associated. So uh, for to get full payout on 100 episodes or for 100 downloads, I have to have one participant per hundred. And so I'm really, in essence, I'm in need of about uh, 380 live callers today or, or live participants. And so today I'm recording a lot of shows that I normally wouldn't record on TalkShoe, but I am putting them on TalkShoe because I need the the extra live participation numbers. And the, there is the side benefit of the fact that, you know, I get to participate live and I get to get your questions live in the chat room. And and it's an awesome way to build relationships. So it, it, it's kind of a, you know, you, you get to eat your cake uh, or you get your cake and you get to eat it too, I guess is what I'm saying. So feel free to continue to uh, uh, give me all, any questions you have regarding podcasting. I'll, I'll try to field them all out here in the chat room. Again, feel free to call in a question if you want. You can dial in on the talk shoe line as well. Uh, next up, I'm going to go ahead and uh, play a call that came in on our listener line. This came in from Troy Price, and uh, he does a podcast called uh, $10 a Week with Troy. Uh, and let me go ahead and play his uh, episode or his question here. Hello, podcast answer man. This is Troy calling from Kentucky. I got into this podcasting thing as a hobby at the beginning. However, I've got a show now that has uh, enough of a following. I want to, you know, spend some time and money on it. Seriously, uh, the show notes I have go, you know, name of the podcast dot wordpress dot com. And uh, what I don't know is I want to change it to where it's just the name of the show dot com. Now I know it's available, you know, from GoDaddy, those kind of things. But I've got all these, you know, old episodes that reference my, you know, old show notes page. So I want to uh, know if there's a way to just create a new domain name and then have it refer from this new domain over to my old one. I hope that makes sense. Or really, the question is just how do you transfer from one show notes page to another? Uh, thanks so much for listening. Love the show. Bye. Troy, thank you so much. And uh, I, I I think he threw in his name there. It's it's 10aweek.com, uh, I think is what it is. Let me just check that to be sure because I want to make sure he gets his plug in there. Yeah, it's 10, it's the number 10, 10, and then aweek, W-E-E-K, dot wordpress.com. And uh, so he's been using wordpress.com, the free service out there, which I'm totally not opposed to whatsoever. Um, there are some limitations uh, with using a hosted solution because one of the things that you can do uh, when you have your own hosted solution, you can break your WordPress installation very easily uh, if you don't know what you're doing or if, if you don't if you try to mess around with some of the code in the background. However, with that being said, because it becomes a little bit more idiot proof, uh, and it keeps you from making some major design mistakes in the in the coding that makes WordPress do what it does. Uh, because it limits you from making those mistakes, it also limits you from customizing several things that I personally love to customize. Uh, I love to customize whether or not comments show up on pages versus posts. I love to be able to customize the header so that the RSS tag that's in the URL uh, that people see that you can change that to point to something else like your feed burner feed instead of the WordPress feed. I, I like to do all kinds of things. And so so that's why I don't use that. But here, here's another thing. You, you just mentioned that you've been using this free WordPress installation for quite some time. And now you have this uh, section where you have this scenario 
where in essence you have your your website address is a little bit long to say. So it's it's 10aweek.wordpress.com. Uh, where it would be easier to just say, hey, go to 10aweek.com. Um, a- another example of this is I think for the Lost Podcasting Network, um, the one thing I would love to promote the Lost Podcasting Network more than I do, the only thing is it's it, it's, te- it's it's you're telling people to go to lostcast.blogspot.com. I mean, it's it's just too long. I mean, why not just lost po- go ahead and go to lostpodcastnetwork.com. Um, and so th- th- that would be my suggestion is, is that you do get a URL uh, or, or a domain, your own domain. And so here, it, the, the quick and easy of this is that if you go to some, a service like GoDaddy.com, which is what I use, they're not a sponsor of any of the shows that I do, but I do use GoDaddy. It's quick, it's easy, and it's painless, and I've had other hosts, and, and I like the fact that they're there 24 hours a day for me to call them if I need to. So anyway... If you go there, it's like, I think with if you use somebody's promo codes that does have GoDaddy as a sponsor, I think I can pick up a domain for like seven bucks a year. And so you can go and register uh, 10aweek.com. And once you have that registered and you pay your $7, what you do is you go into your, your hosting solution and say, okay, I want to manage my domain. And what you want to do is a service called DNS forwarding. And just look for that. It, it might say total DS, DNS control or DNS panel or DS, DNS management. But whatever it is, you just look for the place where it, and it might just say click here to forward your domain or domain forwarding. And wherever it is going to be in your control panel, that's what you want to do. You want to do what's called a, a forward of your domain to some other domain. And, and it's real simple once you get there. You're going to go ahead and open it up. You're going to click, um, I want to forward my domain, 10aweek.com, to something else. And it's got, I think, only two options. Most of them only have two options. First, it's going to ask you the um, domain where you want to forward to. And so you obviously will put in http colon slash slash 10aweek.wordpress.com. You put that in, and then it's just gonna should have two options. It's saying, is this a temporary forward or is this a permanent forward? I will tell you the answer is always going to be permanent. Always choose permanent. I've been told to do that because of how Google will look at the domain forward. If you choose permanent, you will have better ranking, I guess, in in Google. It will say, okay, this 10aweek.com, that the home of that. The actual physical home of that domain is 10aweek.wordpress.com. And so that that's going to tell Google, yes, this is not a temporary thing. This is a permanent thing. There, there, there should be actually one other option, and it's called masking. Okay? I like masking, but then again, I don't like masking. There's a, there's a benefit, and then there are drawbacks. Uh, what masking does is masking has this opportunity so that when somebody types in 10aweek.com, they get forwarded to your free installation on WordPress. However, here's the drawback. Um, if you if if you don't have masking turned on, basically they type it in, and then all of a sudden it says, you know, you typed in tenaweek.com, but it pulls up tenaweek.wordpress.com, and so people can see that that's not your own website. They can see that you've hosted this on wordpress.com. 
you may want to disguise the fact that you are not hosting your own your own domain on your own servers. And so in essence, what you can do is turn masking on. And so when people type in 10aweek.com, although it's pulling it up from wordpress.com, it's still going to show up in the address bar, 10aweek.com. That's called masking your domain. And so, and, and, and what happens, and, and I have noticed that luckily some of the um, web hosts out there have the opportunity to just mask the main domain, which means that it's only going to do that for the front page or the first page that they land on. And so if they click on a link to something else in your page, then it will actually show the real location of that link, such as it will go to 10aweek.wordpress.com slash uh, post number five or whatever. And and the, the one problem is, is that I have with masking is if it masks your no, domain and it never takes away the masks so that let's just say if you click on uh, podcast or your post number 57 and it's got the link to your WordPress install or your WordPress post for that podcast episode, if you look up into the the URL or the address bar, you'll see that it doesn't show the the URL of that page. It actually still says 10aweek.com because it's being masked and that mask isn't being taken away. And so I don't like that because I love it when people come to my podcast, they come and find an episode that they love, they wanna share it with people, so they go up to the address bar, copy that address, and then send it to somebody in an email or they might link to it in their blog post. They can't do that if it's masked. They have to be smart enough to know how to get around that by by finding that URL of that page in a different way. And, and you don't want to put barriers up from people to, to, to do it. So my suggestion, if you're going to go this route and just buy a domain and have it forward to your free account, go ahead and just do the DNS forward and let them see the new page. Like if right now, if you go to podcastanswerman.com, it's going to be quite evident to you that it's going to pull up cliffravenscraft.com. You know, I'm thinking personally about changing that. I think I instead of promoting cliffravenscraft.com, I think I'd rather have it always go to podcastanswerman.com. So I'm thinking about actually setting it up in such a way that um, instead of having podcastanswerman.com do a DNS forward to cliffravenscraft.com, I'm thinking about changing the hosting domain to be podcastanswerman so that if somebody types in cliffravenscraft.com, it will go to podcastanswerman.com. And I'm also thinking about taking Bitcast Media and and turning podcastanswerman.com and Bitcast Media and conglomerating all that under one package. So um, absolutely, that's what I want to do. SEO Wrench is in the chat room. He says, Cliff, uh, the, the by far best is to get your own hosting, but if not, I would just have ma- leave masking off, as you said. Negatives much worse than the positives. And, uh, and he's talking about for search engine optimization in Google. And so I completely agree with that. And yes, that was going to be my next suggestion is by far exactly what he just said. The best thing to do is to have your own installation of WordPress. So go to, even if you go to something like GoDaddy, I think I pay $9.99 a month or I may have upgraded recently to the deluxe account or something, but it's extremely cheap. For 10 bucks a month, you can get your own hosting on a Linux server. It's shared hosting with other people, but it's still very reliable, just as reliable as WordPress.com. 
and it's very simple to do, go through a one-click installation of WordPress. Uh, it's already built into their hosting solution. And next thing you know, all you do is say, okay, let's just tell iTunes and everybody to in FeedBurner, let's tell them instead of pulling the RSS feed from WordPress.com, let's start pulling the feed from my own hosted solution at tenaweek.com. So uh, th- those are all doable, all very possible. And uh, the best thing is always going to be to host your own domain, get your own server, pay 10, 15 bucks a month for it, and 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 just go from there. I, I think that that's the best way to do it. But if you want to keep your 10aweek.wordpress.com and just forward, my suggestion, leave the masking off, just like, like SEO Wrench just said. All righty. And uh, let's see here. Uh, Troy saying 10aweek.com was just purchased. Uh, what do you think of 10aweek.info? I would say uh, no go on the .info. I, personally, I don't know anybody that's using a .info. Um, I would say 10aweek.tv, 10aweek.com, 10aweek.net, 10aweek.org. Those are going to be the most popular. People are starting. I mean, even .tv some people out there are not quite sure that that's a that's a website address. When they see gspn.tv, they're like, "Huh, what's that?" It's a website address. But more and more people are becoming familiar with the .tv extension. But the .name and the .info, I don't think that those are great. Um, have you? And the other thing I would suggest that you look at is spelling ten out instead of doing the number ten. Uh, so do ten t e n a week dot com. Uh, the other would be to uh, play around with some other things, but uh, just just play around with it. Uh, see here, the next thing I wanted to chat about real quickly is um, a good friend of mine named Jonathan uh, that I met down in Nashville, Tennessee at PodCamp Nashville. Uh, and uh, the, uh, the awesome thing there is, is Jonathan even allowed me to stay in his guest be- bedroom that night. And so uh, here I am going to all these places in PodCamp. And, and I, I, what I love about podcasting, what I love about community is that I always have happen to find a place to stay uh, where I don't have to pay lots and lots of money for all these hotels out there. Very awesome. And plus, you get, they have the opportunity. Now, Jonathan and I, the night that I, I stayed at his, his place, we ended up talking about podcasting and business and, and all this other stuff until we, the wee hours of the morning had uh, a wonderful time together. Anyway, he had recently heard uh, episode number 14 of This Week in Law. And if you guys haven't been to that yet, you can find it at twit.tv. That's T W I T dot tv slash twil for this week in law so twit.tv it's one of my favorite podcast networks one of the first ones i ever heard of uh leo laporte is amazing and um and and he does a multitude of podcasts very much the same way that i do where he's involved in almost all of them and one of the podcasts that he does is this week in law twil so go to twit.tv slash twill and you can find episode number 14 very easily. And it's t- the title of it is called Blogger and Podcaster Liability. And um, he asked me what I thought about it. Now, one of the things that I am not aware of is even though I listened to the episode, I'm not completely aware of who the guy is that they, they uh, interviewed about it. Um, and I'm not necessarily sure that I, you know, I have not seen quite 
any of the details of the wording of the policy and the exclusions and, and the coverages and all those other things. But the idea is to have as a podcaster, as you're moving into this and pursuing this as a business or as earning any ounce of income whatsoever, even Google ads, what happens is if you have a homeowner's policy and you are sued personally for a liable or slander or any of those other things, personal liability that you're, you're, you're personally liable for, your homeowner's policy or property or tenant's policy typically will have some kind of coverage to protect you most of the time on an average of $100,000 in coverage. And so basically their lawyers at the insurance company would take care of protect, would take care of uh, defending you in court if you were sued. Now, the thing is is that if you the, there is an exclusion on your personal homeowner's policy that says that if you're if if you are sued as a result of any kind of business pursuit, it's not covered. And one of the things is is that if you're earning an income from your pursuit in podcasting, such as banner ads, uh, commission income from affiliate programs, or anything like that, that can be seen as a business pursuit and therefore exclude you from coverage for saying something bad about a company that turns around and sues you for what you've said. Uh, or giving out advice. Maybe you've given advice to somebody that you should, you know, go quit your job and start your own business, which I've never given that advice. All I've said is that, you know, you know, for me personally, I said, this is what I'm doing and this is exhilarating and I'll never go back. And, and I suggest people think about what they want in life. But you got to be really careful as a podcaster about what you guys are doing somebody. Uh, doing out there. Guest number nine in our chat room says, can a blogger slander somebody, someone in a blog and get away with it? Uh, not only can they, but I'm certain that hundreds and, or if not thousands of bloggers have quite, have have honestly done that. The question is, is not can you get away with it? The question is, what's going to happen if somebody actually sues you? And in our litigious society today, it's not necessarily whether or not you have slandered somebody or whether or not you are guilty. The question is not, or question is whether or not somebody will sue you. And so even if you're completely innocent, somebody sues you, you still need to be defended. And the cost of a lawyer to retain them to defend you is quite expensive. And it's not necessarily something a podcaster or a blogger wants to get involved in. And so that's where... You know, basically, in essence, in this episode, uh, there's an insurance guy that says, you know, hey, you know, I've, I've been doing this for my own business and um, I, I wanted to basically uh, find a policy out there. Well, he couldn't find one. So he went out and found some companies, explained to them. And it's like it's kind of like a radio broadcaster. So let's take the podcast or the 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 policies that you put together for radio broadcasters and let's just tweak that policy and cover bloggers and podcasters. And so he talked them into creating such a policy and making that available. And in that episode number 14 of This Week in Law, they talk about how that podcast or how that personal pod or, or blogger and podcaster liability insurance policy does now exist. So Jonathan was asking me what my opinion of this is. Let me tell you, I, you know, you can't squeeze blood from a turnip is one thing that comes to mind. I, I personally believe that some people can just be so insurance poor and can be so overly concerned and worried about every single little thing that could possibly happen and and all the, and they want to insure it all. That's one extreme. The other extreme, though, 
is the possibility that you you may say a lot of stupid things and put yourself out there. And, and, and Lord knows I like to talk a lot. And the more I talk, the more I put myself out there. And so for me personally, I don't see the need for it just at this very point uh, for myself. I, I, I shouldn't say that. I think I think the need is 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 just about at the edge of where I'm going to start needing it, especially in the in dealing with people that are paying for sponsorships. You know, what if if all of a sudden I have a sponsor and 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 in talking doing a host read endorsement about a sponsor, all of a sudden I say something horrible about the sponsor and they turn around and sue me for contractual. Um, you know, maybe I broke the contract by saying something really stupid about them or in a joke in passing because of my you know stupid humor or something. You know, there, things like that could happen. I, I'm not overly concerned. I believe in doing business with the utmost integrity. I believe in 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 being my best. I believe in building great relationships and don't only doing business with people that I feel comfortable in doing business with. But even with all those protections in place, honestly, I do see uh, the more I think about it. And Jonathan, this is specifically to you. The more I think about it, the closer I am to saying, "Yeah, I need this," and I'm going to start probably looking into it. And I would probably look into the policy that's specifically mentioned in this week in law episode fourteen, and I'd and of course I've got with my connections I've got lots of uh, connections to the insurance industry, and so I can see if there's maybe anybody out there that's coming up with some additional policies. But I think the policies they're talking about in that episode run about four hundred and fifty five hundred dollars a year, and trust me, that is a that is an excellent price. I do know that. And of course, I, I, I didn't listen to the, the end of that podcast. I listened to the first half of it. Um, and I happen to know that Victor Cahiel, uh, or Cahier is, is in that one. And from the typical, typical Mac user podcast, I'm going to go back and finish up that, that episode and listen to the half where Victor gives his thoughts and his talk on it. I encourage everybody to go check out This Week in Law, episode 14. And uh, let's see here. I have one more caller um, for um, uh, feedback from a, la- a recent episode that we did. And here's Daniel from Cincinnati. Hi, Cliff. This is Daniel Johnson, Jr. from Cincinnati, Ohio. And I'm calling with a comment about the podcast Answer Man. Uh, you recently did an episode um, talking about uh, ways to promote your show. One thing that uh, you guys didn't talk about is uh, exchanging promos. Uh, promo exchanges. I know that I've listened to a lot of podcasts where uh, they play promos, or you know, usually like a, anywhere between a, a thirty to um, maybe one and a half ninety second uh, commercial for your own podcast. And sometimes, depending on the format of the show, they'll play it, you know, in with the rest of the mix. Uh, other times, they'll put it at the very end of the show. And um, you ask me for the uh, URL for my podcast, I'll give it to you. It's called uh, Journey Inside My Mind. It's uh, at jimmpodcast.com. Thanks so much, Cliff. Make it a great day. Bye-bye. Daniel Johnson Jr., thank you so much. It was great to have uh, breakfast with you yesterday at the social media breakfast meetup here in Cincinnati, Ohio, and always a pleasure to interact with you through newmediacincinnati.com and all the other wonderful places we see each other virtually online. 
uh, good friend of mine. But yes, you're absolutely right. That is a very valuable and very inexpensive way of promoting your podcast. And that is, uh, we talked about building the relationships with other shows and, and leaving feedback, but obviously creating a short, you know, 15, 20 second promo about your podcast and sharing that with another podcaster, asking them to give you one of theirs. It's a great way to do cross pollination and promotion of your show. Definitely awesome stuff. And then, of course, I do have uh, one other uh, call that came in as I was uh, in New York City. I had just finished giving my talk that you guys had heard in episode number 58 of the podcast, Answer Man. And this is Michael calling in right as I finished that session. Hey, Cliff, this is uh, Michael Spokinger calling. I'm actually calling from the uh, classroom where you just uh, delivered your uh, presentation today about uh, about building communities. Uh, it, was, it was definitely uh, mind-blowing, and I really look forward to uh, putting a lot of that into play as I try to build my own uh, brand online. Um, welcome to New York, and uh, I, uh, I hope to uh, be able to be uh, part of your community very soon. Okay, all right. I'm going to go over to you uh, in a couple of minutes, but you know that I recorded this call, and uh, and uh, I hope you uh, enjoy your time here in New York. Take care. Bye-bye. Awesome. Michael, thank you so much. In fact, uh, Michael did come up to me right after that and told me that he had just left the message. And uh, very excited to meet you, Michael. I'm very, I'm so glad that you said that you're you're looking forward to joining the community here at gspn.tv. And so um, it is amazing uh, to have so many new people that I met in, in PodCamp NYC just came away with a lot of great new connections. I'm looking forward to interacting with you folks. And so, Michael, thank you for calling in right from that that class and 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 pl- at that session. And please feel free to call in as much as you want uh, for not only the podcast answer, man, for any of our shows. Just love to interact with you. And, and you have a wonderful city there in New York. And I can't wait to come back again. In the chat room, uh, SEA Wrench said, sorry if this is a duplicate. Um, what is your top choice for a tool to track your podcast usage slash download stats? Uh, that's a good question. Um, I would say the the best place for me to track my stats is the place that hosts, uh, whoever it is that hosts my MP3 files. Uh, I My media files are hosted in, are currently hosted in about two or three different places. Uh, depending on what kind of uh, feed or what kind of uh, media it is, whether it's a client's file, whether it's my file, whether it's a show with sponsors, whether it's a show with no sponsors, um, just a bunch of different things. But uh, the places I use are libsyn.com, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, uh, stands for Liber- Liberated Syndication. Uh, you can I pay for the $50 a month program, which isn't available upon sign up. But you can get the ten or twenty dollar a month program. It's gonna be a bit, it's gonna be fine for most people anyway. Uh, they have some wonderful stats reporting over there at libsyn.com. Talkshoe.com is a place where I obviously host a lot of stuff. I had mentioned earlier that I, I get paid by Talkshoe uh, to do shows, and I certainly appreciate them providing the bandwidth for the shows I host there, and the ability to do these live shows with f- folks. And so um, they provide some stats reporting. I'm not as crazy about the stats that I get there. Um, they do have the all the stats that I would typically be more interested in that I could email them and they can get me an Excel spreadsheet and show me over time and you know over the last five months, how did that one episode that I did five months ago do overall? How many total downloads has it got since day one? 
And uh, so they have that ability, but it's not in the stats reporting by default. Uh, but you know what? TalkShoe has so many benefits that it so far outweighs the stats reporting um, drawbacks. Now, the thing is, is, is stats reporting is not nearly as important to me and what I'm doing personally. Uh, I'm involved in, in in two different things. Number one, for me, podcasting is all about building community uh, with people and, and building that community one relationship at a time. And so, um, you know, whether 5,000 or 50,000 people are downloading my shows, uh, for me, it's, it's, it's just as important for, to, to continue to build my community, the people that I interact with on a weekly and daily basis from, you know, from 450 to, to 600 over the next you know, couple of weeks and, and to find ways to plug those people in with the other people who are already a part of the community. And so the, the number of downloads for me, it, it's not all that important. In fact, it's one of the reasons why I didn't sign up with Podango.com. Uh, Podango wanted to hire or to bring me on as a uh, premier network uh, affil- or near- network partner with Podango, and the only reason I chose not to go with them is because they they expressed interest of seeing me, you know, really take my my shows from the fifty thousand downloads per per month up to the you know two hundred and fifty thousand downloads per month, and it's like you know what I I'm not really interested. And doing that because what that would mean is taking, going from 17 shows and maybe focusing only on two of, of the shows. And that's not what we were all about. And so for me, the stats reporting is not as big of a deal. Uh, but for many people it is. And especially if you're trying to monetize through um, through a CPM or a, a cost per download or cost per million or thousand downloads. Um, it's, stats reporting is very important to, to people that do it that way. Right now, I will tell you that every sponsor that I've had has always paid a flat fee per episode, and I have had success selling those sponsorships, and that's the model that I continue to go down. And of course, uh, you guys are all familiar with, at least the ones who are longtime listeners, know that we have a gspn.tv plus membership that people who are very excited about the content we produce, they sign up and they pay $10 a month and they get additional content that other people don't get. And they get access to a special website that is is a little bit more on the interactive side uh, with all the content that we produce. So, you know, the, I go about it different ways and, and stats reporting for me isn't as important. But I will tell you that the one thing I don't like is feed burner stats reporting because the one flaw about feed burner stats uh, you know, it only tells you about people who are c- getting your content via. It only gives you your uh, content information via uh, download information and and subscription information to people who are finding you through your RSS feed. I will tell you that more and more people are learning about podcasts, but they're not. More and more people are not learning about podcasting, meaning kn- knowing about the RSS technology behind it. Sixty percent of all people who listen to a podcast listen to it from the website and are bookmarking your site and coming to it on a regular basis to check to see if you have new content. A lot of these people, tons of these people have no clue what an RSS feed is. So uh, with that said, in fact, the reason I know that is I sometimes interact and do podcast consulting with people who are paying me to teach them how to podcast. And these people have been listening to my podcast and they want to start a podcast and they still don't understand what an RSS feed is. So trust me, feed burner stats are not accurate to tell you, to give you a good picture of those. And so 
Anyway, that is pretty much all I have um, with the uh, feedback, with everything else I have. Thank you very much for participating live in the chat room today and uh, being a part of episode number 59. Thank you to Troy Price, to Daniel Johnson Jr., and to Michael, uh, my new friend in New York City, uh, for calling in. I love it if you guys would call in your questions to the Podcast Answer Man Show at area code 859 795 Four zero six seven. Again, the phone number to call in, and you can even program it in. And that that phone number is the same for all seventeen of the shows that I produce at GSPN.tv. By the way, so just go ahead and plug us into your cell phone under GSPN as a contact, and just put in the phone number as eight five nine seven nine five four zero six seven. I would love to answer your questions here. Again, if you're interested in our webinars, currently the price is $75 for non-plus members. If you happen to be a plus member, you can get into a webinar for only $50. That price is going to go up once I once I really get some wonderful um, presentations put together. But right now, people have uh, been enjoying and loving the webinars. Uh, I, I've done two of them now, and I just tell you, it, it's a huge thrill for me to be able to see the light bulb go off in the people who are participating. And I'm excited about the follow-up emails that I'm getting from people uh, Tell me about how they're getting ready to launch their shows. And I'm looking forward to to taking a lot of those and, and promoting them because I think I'm really excited about some of the stuff they're doing there. So um, if you're interested in a webinar and you want to you want me to do something specific, let me know and we'll we'll create a webinar and we'll set it up. Uh, the other thing I want to let you know, uh, one last thing or, or actually second to last thing uh, I, I want to tell you is that if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash packages uh, in plural, uh, podcastanswerman.com slash packages. I have taken the mystery out of uh, what you need as a podcaster uh, if you really want to get ser- start getting serious about uh, podcasting. In fact, if you go there, you'll see that I've put together seven different uh, recommendations for what we call the Podcast Answer Man equipment packages. And, uh, equip, you know, package number one is for, you know, more on the beginning level and it increases all the way up to somebody who's super serious about getting into this thing and really, really rocking with their audio quality. And, uh, so the, the price ranges I've gone from, you know, where I think you should be starting out, um, as far as, you know, if, if you're a hobbyist, I want, I never want to make anybody think it's expensive to get into podcasting. And one of the things I love about the Podcasting 101 webinar is I tell people, listen, you can get a free website over at WordPress.com. You can set your feed up through FeedBurner.com. It's free. You can get yourself into iTunes. It's free. Um, you can use Audacity's uh, MP3 recording or audio recording software. It's free. You can convert it using a special encoder that, that comes with that you can install into Audacity. It's free. Uh, all you need is a computer. And if you don't have one already, you might want to go and maybe pick up a microphone, uh, which you can just plug into your laptop and maybe a headset, 15, 20 bucks at the most. And you can be podcasting. I mean, literally, that's all it costs to be a hobbyist. But if you get to, if you even get anywhere serious about your podcasting, even if you're serious about your hobby in podcasting, um, I have packages that start from like 289 and it includes everything that you'll want to to really start to bump up to the to the next notch. And uh, the nice thing is is that t- at 289 podcast packages number one through four include 
a Podcast Answer Man webinar. So feel free to get in touch with me there. Check out those packages. And if you want one custom built for you, I can do that as well. Anyway, and the last thing I want to say, and of course I know that you guys are probably sick of hearing me now that we're almost an hour into this. I just want to say special thanks uh, to gspn.tv plus members who allow me to do this stuff for a living. It, You guys totally rock. And I sincerely want to thank Evan AG over at agee.design.com slash podcast. And uh, if you go there and you tell him you heard about his services, his graphic artwork and everything like that, if you tell him you heard about him from me, the podcast answer man, you'll get 20% off anything he does for you. Go to agee.design.com slash podcast and tell him you heard about him from us and thank him for sponsoring the podcast answer man and making it available to you for free. May God bless you all. Hope to hear from you soon. Give us a call. Give us your questions. Area code 859-795-4067. Bye-bye.